Hello, everybody, and this is Captain Kevin Lanier, and welcome to Fish On. Coming to you today from Mexico Beach, Fort St. Joe, Florida, with a lot going on around here. It is August, and it is hot. Oh, my goodness. Some days it feels like the sauna, but, you know, we do live in Florida. We do live in the Florida Panhandle, so it gets like that, especially in August. Uh, one things I do not like doing, but it's just part of the job, is bottom fishing in August. Because some days you're out there and it's just like sitting on top of a mirror and uh, with no breeze, uh, it'll drive you crazy. Um, <clears throat> but we just wanted to get together with you today and talk a little bit about what's going on. Um, Red Snapper Fishing has closed to recreational fishing. Uh, guys like me who have federal permits... We've got until the 19th, so we've got about 11 days to go uh, on this, uh, as of this podcast. So, uh, still opportunity out there, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. But the fishing report uh, winds up coming um, a little bit, um, you know, fishing's been a little bit tough. I know I'm stumbling a little bit here, but uh, the bite has really, really slowed down. Uh, for red snapper and pretty much everything at the moment. Um, water temperature is 89 degrees. So a lot of the local guys have been here a long time are contributing that um, slow bite to the um, real high water temperatures. The sharks are extremely active. Um, dolphin are just uh, picking off a bunch of fish. So it's kind of frustrating right now. Uh, but there are still opportunities to be had uh, but one of the things I'm going to suggest to you is uh, unless you're trolling close to shore, run offshore. Get out there. Uh, go a long way uh, to try to find some cooler water at the bottom and, uh, you know, maybe some a little more aggressive fish. But all in all, the uh, snapper season ended with a bang. We had a great tournament uh, last uh, weekend with the Mexico Beach Artificial Reef Association Kingfish Tournament. Went really well. Um, the, uh, red snapper was still open. So we had a snapper Calcutta, uh, which of those of you who do not know what that is, that means, uh, everybody contributes into one pot and it is split. The winner takes, uh, 50% and 50% went to the reef association. Uh, so all in all, I think the winner got about $1,600. So winning red snapper was, um, 27 pounds. Uh, pretty much the uh, same weight as the uh, winning uh, kingfish in the 27-pound range. But the biggest fish of all, uh, one of the big fish of the tournament, was a mahi that weighed in about 36 pounds. So that was really exciting to see that. Really was not expecting to see that guy, uh, big bull, come across the dock. So, um, But it was a fun tournament. We raised a lot of money. We don't know exactly how much yet, but... Uh, the Artificial Reef Association will benefit uh, four years to come uh, from this. But uh, today I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about um, what opportunities are still there, what you can come down here and fish for, uh, what we can get you out and fish for. Uh, once snapper season ends, uh, our focus uh, kind of changes. Uh, grouper would be the number one target uh, after snapper season is over because you can still fish the same areas uh, you just drop down with bigger baits. Um, one thing I would encourage you to do if you're going to grouper fish <clears throat> is make sure that you lengthen your leaders. Um, I like to use between a six and an eight foot leader. 
uh, versus a four-foot leader for a red snapper. Uh, get those leaders way out away from the, um, the weight. Uh, groupers seem to be a little uh, terminal gear shy, uh, but also um, the more natural that bait can swim around and look, the better. Uh, when you're grouper fishing, when you're down there on the bottom and you're targeting those grouper, you really need to be engaged on the rod and reel. In other words, be standing up, have the rod, everything ready to reel, and uh, as soon as you get that bite, get on it because those grouper will grab the bait and swim back down in their hole. Kind of like us going and getting food and taking it back and sitting in front of the TV. So um, be on that rod and ready to go. Not the time to be smoking a cigarette, drinking a beer, sitting on the side of the boat, holding the rod with one hand because uh, you'll miss those fish 90% of the time. Uh, so be engaged there. Um, live bait, you know, get those live baits out. Uh, I like a pinfish or a, uh, a beeliner that's uh, legal uh, that you could keep him. Uh, use him for bait. Uh, group will eat that. Uh, uh, what we call um, a sand perch or squirrel fish. Those are excellent baits, as is a lizard fish. Uh, those are all really good baits for grouper. That uh, you have that option. Uh, the kings are really getting heavy and getting in here thick. Um, it's a matter of just finding them. Uh, a lot of guys will troll, troll cigar minnows. Sorry about that. Uh, we talked a little bit about king fishing on our last episode. And, uh, you know, we're out there. Uh, every day we're out fishing for bottom fish. We're looking for kings as well. Um, so get those uh, flat lines out there. Uh, dead cigar minnows work. Uh, live pinfish. Um, you know, any of those will work on a flat line out behind the boat or uh, stretch your, uh, uh, get your uh, stretch 30s and uh, which those are trolling lures. Uh, put those out behind the boat and troll those around for a while. It'll, uh, those will hit everything. I mean, Wahoo, anything that's swimming out there will hit that stretch 30 or that X-Wrap or that Halco uh, trolling lure, uh, any of those out there. But my favorite way to kingfish is just to put those flat lines out, a little chum in the water, and hang on. Because when they hit, they hit like freight train. Cobia. Uh, cobia are showing up. Uh, we're getting some deep water cobia, uh, which is exciting. Uh, just the other day, I think I told you guys that we got a really nice cobia in the boat, about 46 pounds. Uh, got him 30 feet down, or what we call 30 seconds down. Um, he hit a bait, took off toward the surface. And it was uh, game on, a nice hookup by the client, and a uh, good gaff job by Morgan putting him in the boat. So they're out there. But definitely uh, want those live baits for a cobia. Uh, the same flat line with a pinfish on it uh, will catch a cobia as well as it will catch a uh, kingfish. thing about cobia are when they get to the boat, they go nuts. They roll, they twist, they turn, they dive down, go under the boat. They do all kinds of things. So you got to have a good guy on the gaff, keep the line off the boat, uh, and be ready because they are going to run when they get to the boat. They're going to run around the boat, under the boat. They're going to try to get back there in the motors. They're going to do all kinds of things. So when you got a shot at gaffing him, gaffing him, get him in the boat. Don't sit there and wait. Just pull him over the side and drop him in and look out because he's going to go nuts when he hits the uh, deck of the boat. It's probably some of the best tasting fish you'll ever eat is uh, fresh cobia. Um, I had uh, cobia um, last time I was down in the Florida Keys at the Alamorada Fish Company. Best uh, fish and chips I've ever had. Uh, you'll have to try that sometime if you see it on the menu. 
Uh, other things that we get out here are uh, mahi. Uh, and like I've said many, many times, a lot of times mahi will find us. Uh, we don't necessarily find the mahi. Uh, we'll be bottom fishing and have uh, chum in the water or just, uh, you know, some baits that we've been using we've thrown off. And all of a sudden you'll see a few mahi swimming around. And, uh, you know, if you can get them started, you can catch a lot of them. Um, you know, little chunks of bait, you know, small hooks, maybe a one-aught with no um, with no weight on it. Uh, toss that out away from the boat uh, and just let it sink real slowly, just like a plain piece of chum. You know, bury that hook up in the uh, bait real well and just kind of let it drift away. And as it drifts away, um, that fish hits it, hook up. Uh, once you got the fish hooked up, enjoy playing it, but... Uh, try not to bring it out of the water until you've got another one hooked up. If you can just imagine, it's kind of like a merry-go-round or a tag. Uh, you get one once the, you know, you get a second one hooked up, bring that first one in the boat and get baits back out there. Try to keep those uh, mahi, um, try to keep them close to the boat. Um, small mirror lures, uh, you can throw those and retrieve those or any kind of little small lipped plug. I would say not more than about three inches long. Uh, when the mahi are there, just start throwing those and bringing them back toward the boat and the mahi will pounce all over them. It can get excited and the next thing you know, you got 30 of them laying in the boat and you're going, oh, we got to go home and clean all these now. But they make great uh, fish tacos or uh, uh, fish sandwiches. Uh, always a fun, a fun thing to do. Um, and then there's the um, the big surprise, or you know what none of us really expect, but you can get into a sailfish. You know, you can um, out of the blue a sailfish, especially if you're fishing around structure. If you're fishing by a wreck or uh, some of the artificial reefs around here, uh, don't be surprised. And it's uh, they'll hit that flat line, or they'll hit that. Um, live bait that's out there on a flat line. Um, when those sailfish hit, they're going to run and they're going to do, they're going to tail walk. Uh, so they're going to walk across the water with their tail and that'll be the only thing in the water. And um, just keep uh, tension on the line, keep a bend in the rod. Uh, when that sailfish goes back in the water, um, you know, reel, you better be ready to reel. When he comes up and jumps again, I just try to keep a bend in the uh, rod because what happens is they come up and shake their head, um, you know, do all kinds of things. And as long as you can keep tension on them, uh, you can keep them hooked up. It's when they're able to throw the tension off that leader that they tend to come unbuttoned. So uh, do that. Uh, be ready to reel at all times. And that sailfish will make a couple of really, really strong, fast runs. Uh, sailfish is if not the fastest, the closest to the fastest uh, fish in the ocean. So they will uh, take off in a hurry. So uh, there again, don't bring your lightweight stuff to try to catch those. Uh, have a rod and reel with some backbone. Uh, but be ready to move around the boat. You get a sailfish on, he jumps a couple times, go ahead and have everybody reel in and enjoy the battle uh, because you're going to be going around the boat maybe once or twice. And when you get that sailfish to the boat, uh, be very gentle. Have someone grab the bill of that sailfish right as close to the mouth as you possibly can, and it's going to buck like a wild bull. And uh, just hang on, because it will stop. 
uh, and do your best to get that hook out. Uh, if it swallowed it, just go ahead and cut it off and then uh, put the boat in gear and move the boat forward uh, slowly, holding on to that sailfish and kind of moving him around and reviving him. Because when you hook a sailfish, he is bright, brilliant, all kinds of color. But when you get him up next to the boat, he's got a brown tinge to him. And that's just fatigue. Uh, so what you want to do is you want to hold on to the bill of that sailfish and just keep moving him through the water. And you'll feel him start to twitch and start to move. And when you feel like he is revived, uh, let him go. And 99% uh, of the time, they will swim away. Um, and there's not a better feeling than to let one of those fish swim away after they've given you a great fight uh, and a great battle. So, you know, sailfish are treasures, and uh, we don't want to waste them. Uh, Wahoo are out there as well. They'll hit those same lines. So you have a lot of opportunity over these next few uh, months coming up. Um, so take advantage of it. Uh, always remember on the Kings and Wahoo, when my when I put my flat lines out, they got a wire leader on there because most of the time you're going to catch something toothy. Uh, the wire leader will also help with the sailfish because of that bill sticking out there. Uh, for those of you who know what one is, the, the bill on sailfish is kind of like a, a rasp file. So I would highly recommend that you put gloves on uh, before you reach down and grab that bill. If not, you're going to have raw hands at the end of the day. But, um, you know, I hope this has been a little bit helpful, giving you ideas of what you can do down here. You come down and enjoy the beach. All the kids are going back to school, so things get kind of slow down here for the next few months. Some of the best fishing of the year is coming up uh, in the fall. October, November, uh, recreational snapper days are still to come. So you have a lot of opportunity. But I want to appreciate and tell you how much I appreciate you guys for joining in on the podcast today and listening. Uh, we like, I like to talk about all kinds of different things. We got a lot of things coming up here in the area. Uh, I'll try to keep you uh, informed about. But uh, like us, like the like the podcast, kcsportfishing.com/slash/podcast for suggestions. Look for us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and I hope you guys have a really, really great day.